Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Prairie Dumpster Podcast hosted by me, Tyler Penner. Prairie Dumpster, of course, being the 397,414th best podcast in the goddamned universe. Number 42, though, in Uzbekistan, where the... um, some people are calling it a guerrilla war. I'm just calling it what it is, which is just an unprecedented, unprecedented bloodbath in my name. In my name. If, you don't, if you're not aware yet, uh, the some people in Uzbekistan listen to the podcast. They didn't understand that I'm a jokester. I'm a prankster. You know what I mean? I'm a bit of a jester. <laughs> I'm a rascal. <laughs> They didn't think so. They thought I was genuinely starting a paramilitary organization. Um, and they thought I was serious about the mass graves. They went ahead. They just got started on it. They just, they were like, all right, well, we'll just start killing people now. And you can catch up whenever. Whenever you consolidate your power, we'll see you then. Um, but uh, it's, 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 I, I don't approve of it. I don't approve of it. Um, but uh, hey, I won't lie. I like that they're listening. I enjoy that they're listening. People of UK listening as well. So I appreciate that. I appreciate everyone who comes by and listens to this podcast. I really do. I genuinely do. All 13 people of you on Apple, all five engaged listeners, all four engaged listeners on Spotify, and all... um, 12 people on YouTube who made it past the uh, 17% mark of the podcast. I appreciate every one of you. All three of you. I love you. And I'll remember you when I'm a millionaire. A billionaire, even. When I'm a billionaire. Well, trillionaire, really. I'm going to start an empire that's going to make Joe Rogan look like a mom-and-pop operation. That podcast is going to be Small Potatoes. Compared to when this shit gets off the ground. Warren Buffett is going to be tonguing my balls. One year from now. Next Valentine's Day. Warren Buffett is going to be in my bedroom tonguing my balls. Not because I asked him to or because I paid him to. Because he wants to. That's how business savvy I will be. So look forward to that. And guess what? It is is Valentine's Day. It's February 14th. 2024 shout out to everybody who's in love shout out to everybody who found their partner and who's having a good time with that partner shout out to people uh, who haven't found anyone who are grinding it alone shout out to those who have accepted that they will most likely be alone for the remainder of their lives. That their journey is uh, one of the hermit. Alright? It, it wasn't in the cards for you. You just didn't find your person. And now, the fact that you're still trying to find a, your person. You're still like, that's a big deal in your life. It's getting kind of pathetic. You need to just accept the fact that you are alone. You're going to be alone. No one's coming for you. There's no special person out there for you. No one's out there. 
I mean, there's people out there, but but they're not for you. Just get on with it. All right? What are you going to do now? You're going to give up? Your life's over now? Now that you understand the facts and the trajectory of your life, it's not in the cards. You're going to be alone for the remainder of your life. You need to come to grips with that. All right? So shout out to you people who have come to grips with that fact and have accepted a life of, of solitude and isolation. And shout out to the people who have not come to grips with that. Shout out to the people who are clapping back right now. I'd be like, no, fuck you, man. Love exists and I'll find it. There's a person out there for me. My best friend is out there waiting for me. All right. And I'll find her or him or them and we'll fall in love and it'll work. All right. So fuck you. Fuck you, Tyler. It's fucking bullshit. Fucking cynic. You're a cynical asshole, man. Just fucking give up on love. If you're going to give up on love, what else are you going to give up on, huh? Come on, you can't give up. You got to keep your heart open. Every It's so easy to harden your heart to love. You know what I mean? You got to keep your heart open. You got to keep going, man. Right? Because it sucks sometimes. You know what I mean? It really blows. It really does. Really. Right? But that's not important. You got to keep your heart open. And you got to get ready, all right? And just when your heart's been shattered, you got to pick up the pieces, glue it back together, and get back in there, knowing full well that those pieces are going to get shattered again. You got to get in there, all right? And back to it. Shout out to you guys, the hopeless romantics who have not given up on love, who have not resigned themselves to a life of solitude and isolation. They still believe in love, and they're still out there searching for it. Their hearts taking absolute beatings, whippings, absolutely just getting shattered time and time again. Being rejected, their ego flattened into the dirt, curb stomped like that car thief on American History X. Now say goodnight. That's your heart every date you go on. And when you fall in love with her or him, they don't want it. And when they fall in love with you, you don't want it. It just never lines up. But it doesn't stop you from getting out there and trying again. Shout out to you. Shout out to you starved lovebirds. But most importantly, most importantly, shout out to all you people who are in a relationship. All right? You found the person that you decided to spend the rest of your life with. You found them. And now you're coming to grips with the fact that you fucked up. <laughs> you fucked up, man. This is not the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. This relationship is toxic. I, I'm not going to spend the rest of my life with this fucking person. Are you kidding me? On a day-to-day level, I barely like this fucking person. Barely like them. They're truly insufferable. And some of those qualities that really attracted me at first that I thought, you know, oh, that's a bit annoying, but that's kind of cool. That's kind of, I get it. They've got a kind of a quirk. Those little quirks now are turning into pipe bombs. 
And every time they show this quirk off, it's like a pipe bomb blast. And red flags just everywhere. Red flags, red flags, red flags. And your instinct is telling you, what in the fuck are we doing? Been here for a year already. You know that this is not going to make the, it's not going to go the distance here. What are we still doing here? Pull the trigger, get the fuck out. What the fuck is wrong with you? Get out of here. All right? What are you worrying about? Hurting this person? This relationship is hurting both of you. It's killing both of you. You got to get out. And today on this Valentine's Day, you're going to go out and you're going to have a real romantic time. It's going to be great. It's going to be lovely. It's going to be there. But you know that we, 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 this can't go on. You've already decided. This is not happening, man. This is it. I can't do this anymore. But you can't break up with them on Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? So you got to give it at least two weeks now. But the relationship's toxic. God, is it toxic. And that's a solace to all you single people out there. If you ever get tired of being single, yeah, go get a relationship. Go get a real toxic one and see how that feels. Really, honestly. See how that feels. Trust me. You will want to be single forever. Being single is great. You just need every once in a while a really toxic relationship to remind you of that. Right? Because when you're single, you tend to get in your own head and you're like, oh man, you're pining. Pining. You're lonely. You think, man, I just want to cuddle and snuggle any chips and watch the movie with the babe that I love. But that's a fantasy. It really is. Unless you found that person. Some people, are they're, they're crushing it. But if you think that being by yourself is the worst thing that can happen, no. Get in a relationship. Get in a bad one. That'll sober you up real fucking quick. Hey, babe, you want a bowl of cereal or something? No, I'm good. You sure? You don't want... uh... Wow, honey, your voice changed. Yeah, I know. Don't call attention to it. You sure? You sure you don't want cereal? A bowl of cereal or something? Yeah, I'm positive. I don't. I'm good on the cereal. I don't want any cereal. Okay. Really? You don't want like a snack or something? I said no. <laughs> like, do you want a snack? Do you want a bowl of cereal? Yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want one, I'll make us one. If you want a bowl of cereal, just go make yourself a bowl of cereal. I don't, you know what I mean? What's your problem right now? I don't have a problem, but you you keep asking me if I want a bowl of cereal. I told you no. Yeah? I told you no. Okay, fine. I was just asking if you wanted cereal. I know, but you know, the only reason you're fucking asking me that is because you want one. You always do it. Just, Just, do you want a bowl of cereal? Do you want a bowl of cereal? Yeah, I kind of do. Okay, then go make one. Okay. Is it a big deal? 
I just thought maybe we could share a bowl of cereal. What the fuck is your problem? What? No, it's not my... You do this. You you do this all the time. You're asking me... Do what? You're thrusting the decision on me. Like, I'm in control of whether or not you can have cereal, man. So 10,000 fucking times. If you want cereal, just go get a bowl of cereal, man. Like, why are you has? Why are you involving me in your cereal decision? <laughs> it's a bowl of cereal. What the fuck is your problem right now? I'm gonna go make a bowl of cereal for myself. I just wanted to know if you wanted some. No, no, fuck no, no, no. You posed the question as if you were gonna make me a bowl of cereal. Like it's an excuse for you to have a bowl of cereal now. Like, you need my permission or something. You just thrust the decision on me if you needed the cereal, you know? Do you know what I mean? No, I don't know what the fuck you mean at all. You're literally going fucking crazy right now over fucking cereal, man. I just want to know if you want a bowl of cereal and maybe we can share a bowl of cereal. Look at us. We're fucking fighting over a fucking bowl of of corn pops. What the fuck? It's not about the fucking cereal, man. It's about you. It's about you not being able to make your own fucking decisions ever and you thrusting them on me. Like, just go make the fucking cereal, dude. (laughs) Fuck, man. No, fuck it. Yeah, okay, I'll take a bowl. No, fuck that. Fuck that. You're not getting... I'm not going to make you a cereal. Fuck everything. Fuck the cereal. Fuck this. What, you're leaving? You're fucking leaving... Okay, fine. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, take the fucking cereal with you. Fuck, man. Shout out to everybody in one of those relationships. (laughs) Really, shout out to you. Because that's a tough one. (laughs) That's... Those are bad relationships, man. Where there's a psychological impasse. This is a psychological block. You're not communicating anymore. Now you're actively fighting each other at every turn. Really, shout out to you. I was always a real pussy when it came to pulling the trigger. Both of my long-term relationships that I've had, I knew that the writing was on the wall fucking months before the relationship actually ended. I didn't have the balls to fucking... Not shoot her, the put a bull in the relationship. Um, I never had the balls to do that because I didn't want to hurt them. So what I would do is just slowly grind away at them, maybe, you know, be more of an asshole, be colder. You know what I mean? Slowly let them know that, hey, I'm a dipshit. I'm an asshole. I'm a piece of shit. You're going to want to get out. But trust me, you won't hurt at all. Oh, by the time this relationship ends, uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to get out. I thought that that was a better way. That's not the better way. The better way is like a band aid. Right off. Some people are in those relationships right now. Some people are just in. <laughs> Relationship, and I know that not every relationship is as glamorous or as glorious as people put it on Facebook and Instagram. That's well been well documented. Every relationship has problems. Here's the secret: some relationships don't have any problems. <laughs> they really don't. 
I know people whose relationships are great, have never not been great, and will always continue to be great until one person dies. I've known people who, like, they never fight in their relationship. They're so in sync. Some people, they just get that. High school sweethearts. Two people who are just a team. And they just know it. My buddy Eric's one of those guys. Eric's one of those guys. You always see him and this girl in high school that we knew. Uh, they always had a little thing going on. It was kind of unspoken. And then by the age of 20, I don't know, 24, 25, they were going out full time. By the age of 26, 27, they were married. And they've got a family. And it was just never even a question. It was just never even a question if they would get married or whatever. There was zero hang-ups, zero hiccups. It was always just like, okay, we're a couple and that's all there is to it. That's relationships for you. It's a crap shoot. really is. Because you think sometimes, like, oh my God, this is my person. We're totally in sync. And then next thing you know, it's fucking cereal, man. The fuck? Fucking crazy, bitch. Fuck you. You know what I mean? It's hard to call. Some people in marriages right now. Loveless. The other person's talking about having kids, and one of the person is saying, Are you fucking high on crack? Are you high on fucking crack? Kids? Kids? That's never gonna fucking happen. Not between me and you. You gotta wonder what kind of relationship you're in. I don't have to. I ain't in a fucking relationship. Except with my own mind, man. And let me tell you, that's a bit of a serial relationship in itself, too. Do you want cereal? Make the fucking cereal. <laughs> Anyways. So, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> that was a prairie dumpster Valentine's Day speech. If I've ever given one, that's what you get here. You get your spirits just stomped on. It's supposed to just be a happy day with love. I can't help... But kind of just, you know, just a little bit. Just like, let's keep it real here. Let's keep it real. I mean, we all know what Valentine's Day is really about. Buying shit. Because that's what they want you to do, man. Happy Corporation Day, baby. Here's a heart-shaped box of chocolates that were packaged in Bangladesh by some six-year-old making 20 cents a week. Hope they taste good because that kid's dead now. Yeah, totally. And the fat cats at the top. Guess who they made the chocolates? A little company called Nestle. Guess what Nestle also owns? Half the fucking rain in the world. Yeah. Oh, but that's cool. Yeah, you got your little heart-shaped chocolate. You feel loved. Good for you. Anyways. <laughs> um, 
know, anyways, uh, this is Prairie Dumpster. Uh, the podcast was zero preparatory work. I thought I would just say a nice little sweet thing about Valentine's Day. And we're 20 minutes in. It got away from me. It really did. It really did. And I don't even know what I just said. I hope some of it was cogent. What does cogent mean? Sound. No, that's different. Cogent is different from sound. Cogent of an argument or case, clear, logical, and convincing. Eh, no, my that Valentine's Day speech was not cogent at all. It was not cogent. I like that word though. Cogent. Yeah. Cogent. Yeah. Cogent. I like that. That is a good word. This is, of course, is episode number forty-six. Like I said before, we are blowing up in the UK, namely Ireland, namely Northern Ireland. And I erroneously referred to Dublin as, uh, which being the source of our views, as being in Northern Ireland. So I made a lot of reference to the IRA and to the Troubles and to their ongoing uh, love of rioting for no reason. Um, but that's Belfast. That's not Dublin. That's Belfast. How could I screw that up? I don't know. But I, my apologies go out to the people of Belfast because you're the true heroes. You're the ones rioting all the time. You're the ones throwing rocks at uh, cop cars. And you're the one burning shit just because it's Tuesday night and it's a little boring out. So let's set up a barricade of tires and uh, let's smash some windows um, of homes belonging to people that we know. And that we'll see tomorrow. Um you're the true heroes. People in Dublin not really rioting. Are they? Maybe they do. I don't know. But if you're in Ireland, or if you're one of the three fucking people in Winnipeg or the surrounding area actually listening to this fucking thing, give me a follow on YouTube. All right? Give me a fucking follow on YouTube or Spotify or fucking Apple Podcasts, or follow me on Instagram at prairie dumpster, at prairie.dumpster.pod so that I've got something to hang on to during the week, all right? Because when I'm done eating my heart-shaped box of chocolates that I bought for myself at the Dollar Tree, and I'm done masturbating, all right? And I'm looking at the rafter of my ceiling. I'm thinking, man, yeah, I all I would need is a nail and I could put a rope around there. It would be a noose. I could do that. But I don't know if there's a stud there or not. I'd have to buy a stud finder because, I mean, I don't want to try to do this thing twice. When I'm doing that and then I hear, ding, new subscriber, I'm like, oh, let's, I got a new subscriber. Cool. And I forget what I was thinking about with the rope. You know what I mean? So... That's all I'm asking is give me a follow to distract me from other things that I think about. Um, that being a joke, of course. Now, here's a little bit of Winnipeg news. All right. And for you people in other parts of the world that listen to this, and I'm talking especially to those of you in Kuala Lumpur and uh, the, the rural, northern rural region of Myanmar, where this podcast is extremely popular. Um, to I have a couple of listeners in Pyeongchang, uh, which is alarming because I think only a few people in that city have access to any sort of technology at all. I think 90% of North Korea is in a concentration camp right now. Is it Pyeongchang? Yeah, Pyeong. How do you pronounce that? Pyongyang? Pyongyang. 
Um, not Pyeongchang. Um, yeah, so a lot of people in Pyong, Pyongyang are uh, listening to this. We're also blowing up in China, you know. Uh, Chengchun, uh, Sipping, Tiling, uh, Baicheng, <laughs> all these cities, really, um, we're starting to grow. Um, but namely, and like I said at the top of the podcast, we are blowing up in Uzbekistan, uh, namely in Bukhara. Bukhara has always been a hot hub city for us. Uh, Navoy, Navoy, there's um, Jizak, Jizak in Uzbekistan. Is that in Uzbekistan or is that in Tajikistan? It doesn't matter. Either way, this podcast is blowing up. But for the few people in Winnipeg, um, some guy had a post the other day, Kenneth Annaly, something like that on Instagram, and broke the news, at least to a lot of people, that this city now, for the first time since 2004, is receiving $0 for the arts. Zero dollars from the city of Winnipeg for art. Not one fucking dollar. Zero. We're not getting anything for art. And not only that, they've spent like six and a half million dollars cleaning up graffiti around the city. I find this annoying. This is annoying to me. I don't think that this is right. And I'm not big on, you know, I think a lot of that money that goes to the arts, I mean, let's face it, it goes down the shitter. I mean, some people are making some real dog shit on government grants and really not contributing to the city. All right. And let's face it, that's what I would do if I got a grant. (laughs) I'd spend that money on Arby's and I would make a short TikTok video about Arby's and then I would send the government the bill. And they would just be like, all right, sick Arby's piece. Anyways, moving on. A lot of that money gets flushed down the toilet. That's not the fucking point. All right? I think that's what people would say. Like, oh, all the money that they give to the arts just gets flushed down the toilet. So does most of the other money. All right? Trust me, I work for the city. I know how much money they piss away. How much money are the cops pissing away? With their little Tonka truck and that stupid chopper. All right, that can't fly for six months out of the year. How much is that costing us? Granted, the chopper might be important. I, I this city sprawled out enough; we might need a chopper. But that that, that big Tonka truck that they bought—what is that doing? All right, the Mexican federales don't even have that, and they're fighting the fucking Sinaloa cartel. They barely have equipment like that. The fuck do we need it for? All right, we we barely even have guns in this city. All right. I don't know. It seems like overkill. It seems like, if, dude, if you can't handle what we got here in Winnipeg with your little, uh, you know, the souped up SUVs and your Kevlar vest and your SWAT teams, well, then that's a personnel issue. Buying a, a tank is not going to fix the issue, man. All right? You can't just throw a tank at your problems. Maybe update your training. I just feel like the, the, the police budget in the city is fucking really bloated. So it's like, you know, I mean, it's millions of dollars. Let's let's actually find that out. I don't want to just talk out of my ass here, which is the, I mean, modus operandi of this fucking podcast. Police budget, Winnipeg, 2023. 
13 million dollars under budget in 2023 so the winnipeg police went 13 million dollars under budget hey great we're saving money you know what i mean that's cool um there were huge savings in terms of what services paying towards the pension plan okay so there's a lot of pension so they got 326 million dollars capital and operating budget um in addition to the savings that they had. So $326 million for the cops. And I don't know. Maybe that's what it takes to run a fucking police department in a city of 700,000 people. What's the difference between $326 million and $325 million? You know what I mean? Like, let's say they went $13 million under budget for 2023. Can't they just throw that shit at the arts? How did the arts get $0? I mean, there's, I mean, come on. There's enough artists in this city that the city can give $13 million. Let's say $13 million. They went $13 million, right? Let's pull up the old calculator here. Let's do some fucking math here. $13 million. Uh, it's $1.3. $13 million. Let's say divided by... Let's say divided by $75,000. $75,000. Okay, so $13 million. They went under budget, right? Let's say we just say, okay, $13 million, Throw it at the arts. $13 million. You could pay 173 artists... $75,000 for the year and your whole job is to create art and god damn it you better come up with three pieces and they better blow some balls off because we're paying 75 grand you're getting a year 75 grand you better come up with a piece of art you know what I mean 25 writers that's 173 people okay so let's say let's round it up to 175 blah 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 25 writers right you pick 25 writers from the city Okay, you guys get 75 grand. We want a book from each one of you by the end of the year. All right, next year. Here's your 75 grand. Write a fucking book. And it better blow some balls off because I'm telling you right now, if this book sucks, we're going to tax the shit out of you. If your book blows, if it's just a wank job, right? You're talk, you wrote about some writer in Winnipeg trying to write a book who can't write you know, because they say write about what you know, but sometimes what you know is really boring and shit. We're getting our money back. I don't know what to tell you. This book blows. Like if you come up with like 50 Shades of Mauve, right? It's like a book about kinks, but the kinks are like it's all shit based. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to get our money back. All right. You wrote a Fifty Shades of Grey book that's all about scat. Nobody wants to read this. And it's it's so disgusting. We, we No one even classified this as pornography because the definition of pornography is to, to titillate and to scintillate and to arouse. Nobody's getting aroused by this. Nobody. So we don't even know what this is, but we're getting our money back. This book sucked. Holy fuck. But that being said, there's I'm sure there's 25 competent writers. 
And if you paid them 75 grand a year, I'm sure at least five of those 75 writers, 25 writers, sorry, at least five of those would produce a really, really good product. And maybe even one of those would produce a classic, an all-Canadian classic. And now you've got some staple. You've got some staple product that that encapsulates this city and, and what it's like to live in this province. And it puts Winnipeg on the map because you did that. Okay, that's 25 out of the 175 people that you can pay 75 grand a year this year to do. 75 grand being a fantastic wage. All right, you take another 25, all right? You take 25 painters and you'd be like, okay, painters get fucking painting, all right? You get $75,000 a year. That's to pay your rent, that's to pay your food, and that's to buy your your fucking little brushes and your canvases and shit. That's all you get, all right? Start painting. Let's see what you got. And they start painting, all right? Some of these are going to be dog shit ripoffs, all right? They're going to be, some of these are just going to be straight scammers. They're going to get in there and they're going to be like, yeah, I'm a painter. But they're on like, you know, they're just drawing little, on Instagram, the little drawing tool. They're full of shit. But again, five of these would be fantastic. You'd get five sick paintings. You'd get some incompetent ones where we, again, would want our money back. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Are you fucking kidding me? We paid you $75,000. This is what you came up with? Dude, that dog is pink. And don't pretend like that was some sort of statement. It wasn't. You fucked up. You're colorblind. You thought that that was like... Don't fucking lie to me, dude. Oh, really? Let me tell you. Why is that bird... Why does that bird have knees? Why does that bird have knees? Well-defined knees. You gave that bird quads. That bird looks like it's been doing a squat. What the fuck is that? Well, it's a take on gym cult. No, it's not. It's not a take on gym culture. You suck. We want our money back. But, I mean, look at the house. Yeah, look at the house. Look at the house. First of all, who paints their house that shade of green, that Japanese green? That makes no fucking sense. You thought that that was the tree. You have vision problems. You're colorblind and you fucking suck. Second of all, why is that true? Why does that house only have three walls? And again, don't pretend like that's an artistic choice. You fuck that up. I don't want to hear it. I want the money back. So, yeah, you really... Some of them would suck. But again, five of those 25 people that you paid 75 grand to, they would come up with some sick paintings. A beautiful, scenic uh, skyline image. Or something, some Jackson Pollock shit, but that actually makes sense. You're like, what the fuck is this? It's just a bunch of stripes and dots and shit. You just chuck paint at a canvas. What the fuck is the point of this? And I'd be like, yeah, you ever, um, you ever eat a pizza pop? I'm like, yeah. Okay. You ever bite into it? Yeah. And the first bite, it kind of like the toppings are so hot that it burns your mouth. Yeah. Okay, but then you're like, fuck, and your tongue feels weird. It's like calloused over now, but then you bite further into the pizza pop, 
and it's frozen from the inside. Yeah. That's what this painting is. This painting is a lack of patience. All right. It's a lack of persistence and it's a lack of patience. You wanted a quick fix. You can't wait. You have to learn how to fucking wait. You understand? You want something so fucking bad. But the only way to really get what you want is to wait. All right? And you fucked up. You took the pizza pops out of the oven too quick. That's why they're still frozen in the middle. And then you couldn't wait for them to the edges to cool down. You had to have it now. So you bit it and you burnt your tongue. Whereas if you would have just waited five minutes and then pulled it out of the oven and then waited another two minutes for it to cool down, it would have been the perfect pizza bomb. But you couldn't wait. You wanted the glory up front. You wanted it quick. And now you fucked up. Now you now your pizza pop is ruined on multiple levels. And now you burned your mouth. And I thought of that while I was throwing paint at this fucking canvas. That's what I did. And you look at it. And you see a stripe of yellow. And a stripe of red. And a nice soft brush of pink. And a fucking black of black. It clicks. You understand it. It makes sense. Something in your brain pop. And your dad's standing in the kitchen looking at you. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? And then you transfer. You're on the school bus. And then you transfer back. I'm very disappointed in you. I'm very disappointed. And then you transfer again and you're running. You're running down a path. And you're making love. And it's Valentine's Day. And then it switches again and you're listening to a podcast. That's what I think about. Uh, you know, I was gonna, I was sick of this thing. And then you transfer again and you're looking at this piece of art. And it makes sense. And a single tear rolls down your eye because you understand it. Patience. Alchemy. It's building slowly. All those things in your life that seem all so fucked up. That little rocks, little rocks that you stacked on top of each other. And now you're ready and you climb the rocks. And now you're on a ledge and now you're walking forward. That's what it is. And the reason that you're having this mind-blowing epiphany is because you're looking at this painting. This painting that was created by giving some guy 75 grand off a fucking 300 billion fucking dollar budget from the city because he did that. You understand? It doesn't cost that much in the grand scheme of things. You're donating zero dollars to the arts? That blows my fucking mind, dude. That's like aggressively negligent. That's aggressive. I mean, you got to be a real fucking asshole to allot zero dollars in the budget. 
I mean, aggressively just a fucking little dick suck. A piece of shit. Who's our mayor again? Scott, what's his face? Scott Gillingham? I mean, you got to be a real fucking tool. A real piece of shit. Let's see this fucker. Scott Gillingham. Yeah, see. Let's see what his history is. He's born in Brandon. Oh, he played hockey. Oh, he was at the Steinbach Hawks and the Dolphin Kings and the Winkler Flyers. Oh, cool. Oh, he was a Pentecostal pastor. Oh, nice. Cool. Hey, good for him. Good for him. He's a good old boy. You know, he likes the hockey and he likes the church. You know what I mean? He's a God-fearing man. And arts. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know. Seems like a waste of money. What we gotta do is fix the fucking roads. Yeah, we do. Okay? We do. We gotta fix a lot of shit. We gotta fix our souls, man, too. And you fix it through the arts. I mean, what a fucking idiot. Even if you didn't believe in the arts. Even if you thought the arts was just for dickheads. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you just donate... You know, here's a million dollars to the arts. Boom, there you go. A million bucks, whatever. It's a city budget, all right? Let's get some cool shit going on in here. Let's let's do some cool stuff. Yeah, create this cool sculpture and put it on Broadway and stuff like that. You know what we should do? We should get some guys with spray paint cans. You know, kids love doing graffiti. And if I don't know if you've walked around some of these buildings or some of these back lanes or some of these like back alleys and some of these graffiti artists are fucking sick some of them rule they're extremely talented artists why don't we have a street in winnipeg where it's like actually not illegal they can graffiti whatever the fuck they want they can do all their tags and they can do it and that'll just be our cool little graffiti district why doesn't winnipeg do that instead of spending 6.4 million dollars to clean it up you know I mean, someone tags a church. That's not cool. Someone tags a tree. I don't like that. But they should have a place where they can do it. You know? I think Sherbrooke. Sherbrooke. From the bridge to Portage Avenue. Tag that whole fucker up. And there's a lot of houses down there, but go for it. I'm kidding, but that would be cool, hey? Get some murals going. Get some stuff going. A lot of talented people in this city, man. A ton of talented people. And if you're talented with the spray paint can, you're pretty much just a criminal. There's no real place for you to do it. Where are Bader and Doubt going to spread their art? And Bader and Doubt are cool. You know? Cult. He's dope. Quavo, maybe Quervo. I forget what that guy's name is, but he did huge shit. He did the giant blue Quavo on, um, what is that, Princess Street? I don't know how the fuck he got up there, but that was dope. Quavo also did uh, on Waterfront. He does massive, massive. And I don't know if he's just chucking paint against the wall or whatever, but he's crazy. Even Bader and Doubt, sometimes I don't know how the fuck they get their tags where they are. And there's a couple of other ones. CQ, that's another one I see around a lot. Cult is big. Some of these guys are really fucking talented. If you go to the bridge um, by uh, the, the 
train bridge by Whittier Park there. Some cool stuff there. The river trail behind, um, close to Annabella, behind Higgins there. Really good stuff. So, I mean, I'm a fan of graffiti, honestly. If they don't want to donate money to the arts, I say tag this whole fucking city. You know, get your spray paint cans and really tag everything. In fact, they should protest. All the city's graffiti artists, they should get out and they should go to City Hall and they should just tag that fucker right the fuck up. Just tag the shit out of it. You don't want to give money to the arts? Not a problem. We're going to bring the art to you, Scott Gillingham. Art coming your way, buddy. Because whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. You should probably give us an outlet for it. Or it's going to burst out the seams where you don't want it. Anyways, sorry to get preachy, but this is annoying. Because, like, dude, they're always, every time, you know, when it comes to a police budget, everyone's like, well, we got to give the money, so we'll give them another $12 million, And then we got to give $13 million here. We got to give this million. But then when it comes to the arts, like, whoa, 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 a million dollars? Do you know how much money that is? We can't afford that. Really? Because when it comes to the cops, you're pissing money away down the fucking toilet. Like, you don't give a fuck. But when it comes to the arts, all of a sudden you get real cheap. You get real nickel and dimey. You got to pick a lane. Are we going to be frugal? Or are we going to be like big spenders? Because the cops are bawling like they're fucking Rick Ross. But every artist in Winnipeg is fucking, you know, at... Safeway with food stamps. I don't fucking get it, dude. Got to even the priorities a bit out here. I don't know. That's just my take. It's fucking annoying, though. Living in a city where all the artists I know and all the, you know, people trying to do cool shit in the punk scene and the band scene, they're trying to make this city cool and they just get no fucking support why not because the people in charge are a bunch of white collar bureaucrats just making and i'm not saying we got to piss a bunch of money down the tubes on some bullshit art but come on dude the city's got an operating budget of a billion dollars you can't throw a couple of coins towards the artists zero dollars zero fucking dollars like come on fuck that Get your spray paint cans out, boys, and your magic markers. Tag this fucker up. Seriously. Really get out there and really just tag this city up. All right. Like, teach them a lesson on this one, honestly. We need, like, a graffiti protest for the artists and for the sculptures. And start just painting shit. Just throw paint at everything. You don't want to spend money on art? Well, you're going to spend a fucking shitload of money cleaning up art. I'll tell you that. So fucking annoying. People don't understand. You're not going to make this city great by building another fucking strip mall. Okay? The city's not going to become a great city. It's not. It doesn't become a cool city because we got fucking Popeyes now. Right? What? Holy fuck. Uh, Fat Burger's in town again? Whoa, there's a new Arby's in town? Holy shit. Yeah, that's not what we need. We need a cool, at least one cool fucking centralized district where that attracts young artists and young people. 
and makes the city cool and a city of note. And you don't get that by starving the arts. Fucking yuppies, dude. They really ruin everything. They really do. Anyways, this has been super preachy, but it just really pissed me off because I'm like, I mean, I don't want to. I'm not some bleeding hearts artist liberal, but come on. Not one fucking coin. Not one penny for the people making art. I work for this city. I know how many people there, especially in the higher up positions, are making money that their position is completely fucking useless. Now the mayor wants to turn around and say, well, we need to spend our money wisely. The city doesn't have the money to spend on artists because they want to spend the money wisely. Bro. You're going to lose that fight, dude. You want to start picking the city, the organization of the city of Winnipeg? You want to start picking that apart? If you want to start streamlining that, dude, a lot of money is going to be free real quick. Including fuck knows how many aides to the mayor he has answering his emails and writing in answering his phone calls. bureaucrats I sound like a fucking commie right now but really they can make things so easy 13 million dollars 13 million dollars for the arts that's how much the the, the 13 million dollars that's how much the cops went under budget boom 13 million dollars to the arts it's 173 people 173 artists in this city making 75,000 dollars a year all right. Get it done. Anyways, I'm sorry. This has not been funny podcast. Look at that shirt. That's disgusting. That's the podcast today. I don't know what to tell you. It's Valentine's Day. God damn it. This has been a, a sad, cynical, realistic podcast. It's been good, though. It was fun. We had fun. We had some good times. We had some bad times. They're not always going to be winners. You understand that? There's losers. There's setbacks in life. It's not about whether you get hit. It's about whether you can get hit and keep moving. Now you know what you're worth. Go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be able to take the hits. Sylvester Stallone. I've been watching a lot of motivational speeches lately where they just have like some little piano piece. And they just have a bunch of movie quotes. I had nothing and now I'm something. And can't nobody stop me. And I watch this. I'm like, I should really do a push-up or two. I should really do a push-up or two. And then I do. Because we are getting jacked. We really are. This is episode, what is this? 46. And of course, I'm an artist. So I believe in numerology, as all artists do. Numerology, 46 number. Numerology. (sighs) 
The archetype name is the Apollon Politician. Look at that. The digits in the number 46 add up to 10 called a secondary. Shut up. 46 is a powerful number that radiates beauty, strength, and authority. <laughs> Ultimate authority. Goddamn pop-ups, man. Where are you, ad block? It is a vibration about improving and transforming the environment for the common good and breaking through in your career. This is frequently done through significant projects and philanthropic ideas. That's what this podcast was. 46 provides great gifts of speech and a deep understanding of rhetoric. And that's me. I'm rhetoric as they get. I believe in rhetoric and I'm as rhetorical as a fucking genius. Me talks fucking so good. I'm like good talking. I'm like, when it comes to word, me and the word just fucking so great. Me talk good and convince people, convincingly, convince them. Arguments, cogent, rhetoric. People with 46 energy speak in a way where their intonation and rhythm back up the speech to the maximum. Intonation and rhythm to maximum. Intonation and rhythm, maximum. See, that's another 25 artists that the government could pay for. 25 rappers coming out of Winnipeg. Peg City, bitch. That's what we should do. 75 grand a year. I'm getting 75 grand a year to spend these bars. Government money. Taxpayer money. Ha ha. And I'm balling like a baller. Everyone's like, this is... Is this art... And the answer is yes, it is. I'm sure there's some good, great rappers from the city. I went to that rap show. What was it? Dave East was in town. At least there better be some good rappers in the city. This city's grimy as fuck. You know what I mean? The city's real grimy. We got a good Cleveland, Cincinnati vibe going on in this city. People don't people underestimate how awesome Winnipeg is for its grime and its grit and its dirt. We from Winnipeg are like, it's nothing, it's shitty. No, no, we got character, bro. We got character. It's the character of being a nothing flyover city. But we are here, dude. Cleveland shit, man. It's grime. It's dirty. It's a grind. You know? It's tough. It's gray. It's soot. It's cloudy. You walk outside, the sun is blinding you, and it's minus 40. And they're like, fuck. And then you realize, I got fucking four months of this shit. Fuck, man. This fucking sucks, dude. Telling you, it adds character. Good character. You know? Because we get our bad vibes out through that. And the good vibes are good. We know how to enjoy the good times. When it's beautiful outside, when it's 25 degrees and the sun is shining, 26, 27 even, and it's Friday and it's a long weekend, dude, this city is on cloud nine. We have genuine good times because everyone in this city thinks back to January fucking whatever it was when it was minus 40 and it was a Monday and there were no long weekends coming up for a while. And the New Year resolutions had all been broken. And now we were in the grind. And we knew we had four months 
to go before we could even wear a fucking t-shirt outside. And now we're not there. Now it's June. Now it's 26 degrees. Now it's Friday. Work is done. It's the long weekend. Our good times are better than people in Honolulu could ever have. Because we went through the fucking struggles of it. And that's what it is, Winnipeg. The good and the bad. We've got a big swing. And it's not just weather. It's vibes. Those vibes, our vibes swing way more than other people, way more than other cities. And it's good. It's good for us. Anyways, that's the podcast. And those vibes, the swing of the vibes, you know, that could really fucking, it makes for good art, right? I know that Scott Gillingham doesn't think so, or other people in the city don't think so. They think that, oh no, the artist's money, no. The Brandon Seahawks need another fucking air conditioner unit for their Zamboni. Okay, fine. Okay, but at the same time, let the fucking people paint the picture and write the stories. You know, make it easy for them. You know? Yeah, write some books. And some useless uh, writer that you've never heard of is going to come up with some book and you're going to read it while you're taking a shit in your Wellington Crescent home. And you're going to be like, oh shit, this is pretty good actually. (laughs) Hey, I just walked down that street. Oh wow, this is good character development. Oh wow, that was a false resolution. I thought that they were wrapping it up. Oh now, oh God, there's another problem that he's going to have to resolve. This is a great story. I'm glad I paid this guy 75 grand a year because that doesn't mean anything really to anyone when it comes to the city of Winnipeg's budget. I'm glad that they had the money to sit down and 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 put their fucking craft to work. Fuck. Holy shit, this is an awesome documentary. Holy crap, dude. You just follow this one random family from fucking Norway house and you just documented their life for six months and you like out of it, you pulled this incredible story of isolation and, 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 and race relations and class struggle. But at the same time, there's a, there's a real undercurrent of like real familial love and you just showed all of this on film. And and it just really, it, it just like kind of just went right through me. And, and it made me think about my own self and my own family and my own struggles, economic and spiritual, and how those are somehow tied together. That's so cool that you did that with nothing but a fucking camera and 75 grand of government money. That's cool. That's Winnipeg in a nutshell. You just gave people from the outside world an eye into what makes this city tick. And you did it because you had the funds to fucking do it. Tag this fucking city up, man. Get your magic markers. Get your fucking spray paint cans and tag this fucker into hell. Until they realize, okay, hey, there's a lot of artists here, and uh, they're getting pissed at us. 
All right? That's a call to action. Anyways, that is the podcast. Shout out to... Shout out to, you know, an anti-shout out to egg sandwiches. God, I used to love egg sandwiches. It's Valentine's Day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Valentine's Day. All right, it's the day of love. And I was talking to you before about toxic relationships. I'm in one with uh, egg sandwiches. But I've now I've, I've, I've been through enough toxic relationships. I know how it goes. I know how it goes now, and I've pulled the trigger on egg sandwiches. Yeah, fuck you. Get to, I don't. Get, I know. I know. Listen, we've had our arguments. We've had fight, but we both know that this is not right. We keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. Egg sandwiches. You're not happy. I'm not happy. What are we fighting for, man? Fuck. We're just two people. You know sick of fighting like why are we fighting so much you're not happy and i'm not happy let's just be adults about this dude we, we tried it and it's just not working let's just go okay get your stuff and just go okay you're a good person but we just don't click anymore we both know that and then the egg sandwich is like why are you talking in a high voice like that and i'll be like fuck you always trying to emasculate me i'm sick of it But I'm done with the egg sandwiches, dude. I had two of them yesterday. And my body was like, this is not good. We don't like this anymore. I know you used to like it, but you've changed. And these egg sandwiches have not changed. So you got to leave them behind. And that's what I'm doing. I'm leaving them behind. I still have stones in here in my pancreas, you understand? In my bile duct. And those rarely flare up anymore ever since the doctor put a fucking Coke can in one of my bile ducts so that all my fat could stream through it but those egg sandwiches it was like and i was like ah not good so fuck egg sandwiches that's an anti shout out i'm done with those things we're sticking with chicken thighs chicken breasts and salads for the rest of my fucking life dude everything else tastes like shit and makes me feel like shit i'm so sick of food from now on Zero taste, zero... I mean, we'll have taste and flavor, but... Dude, it's healthier, it's nothing. I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. I'm over feeling like shit. And egg sandwiches, you gotta go, alright? I'm sure you're gonna be good for someone else. Someone will find you and love you and you'll click, alright? But we're just sitting here, we're just hurting each other. I don't wanna hurt you, alright? There's a reason we were in a relationship together. I loved you. I was very attracted to you, all right? And now, even though we're all fighting, you're not my enemy. At the end of the day, we're both just trying to love each other, you know? But we're not getting what we need, and we're not happy. And the reason we keep fighting is because we keep trying to mold each other into this thing that's going to make me happy. And that's not fair. You should be yourself, and I should be myself. And we've been ourselves. And it leads to conflict. And if we're just both being our natural selves and we're in the face of extreme conflict, then obviously this is not, we're we're not meant to be together. It's not a knock against you. It's not a knock against me. We just don't click and we're trying to force something that doesn't belong. All right. 
And you deserve to be happy. And I deserve to be happy. You're a great egg sandwich. You're very sexy. Very sexy. So sexy. But get your shit and get the fuck out. Next. Shout out to uh, my boy Jonah and the Purple City Podcast. Truth be told, I haven't listened to the Purple City Podcast. All right. I haven't listened to it yet. And don't take that as a, that's not a knock. I don't listen to anything other than my own voice and music that I've created. You understand? Because I'm an artist and I love my art. Who makes better art than I do? Nobody. So why would I listen to it? I won't. Um, but uh, he is one of the, he's one of the most supportive guys that I've come across. And this guy's a stranger for all intents and purposes, which by the way, I used to think was all intensive purposes. <laughs> All intents and purposes. Um, but this guy slides in in the DMs, uh, you know, and, and gives me... Is that a sexual term, sliding in the DM? Because that's not what I meant. I don't know if I'm using that appropriately. Anyways, he will message me um, with super encouraging shit. He just seems like a good egg. And his Instagram is hilarious. He posts a lot of good psychedelic memes and stuff like that. So check out his podcast and follow him on Instagram. Uh, because uh, Purple City is doing cool shit, and they are representing this city well. And um, you know, one of those, one of those, just one of those good things that this city has. Just yet another fucking great thing that an artist from Winnipeg has done. By the way, in the, my whole artist rant, I never even got into the music and the bands that are kicking ass in here. All right, I just covered the writers and the painters. I'm not talking about the poets. I'm not talking about the, um, you know, the musicians. And I sure as fuck haven't even started talking about stand-up comedy here in Winnipeg, which is one of the best scenes in Canada. Try to prove me wrong. You look like an asshole because you can't. Winnipeg stand-up rules this fucking country. And I say that having never left Winnipeg. I don't need to. I've seen all I need to see. Once you watch Michael Jordan play basketball, the fuck am I going to watch, you know, some other guy. <laughs> I'm not a big basketball fan. But yeah. Winnipeg stand-up rules. We could use some cash. Granted, they're giving a lot of money. Manitoba Arts Council is. Real well spent. Anyways, last but not least. I, I picked this song. Um, but... Uh, this is uh this is not a song that any of you are gonna like probably maybe a few, but this is by a sludge band. One of the greatest sludge bands probably in the last thirty years. But one of the best in the game. One of the best to ever do it. It's a band called Meth Drinker from Wellington, New Zealand. Really crusty. Uh, just grimy, grungy sludge. Sludge is a genre of music. It's like doom. It's kind of like crust. It's like if crust, grunge, and doom had a baby. You know? Really slow riffs. Really dirty riffs. Dirty shit. Dirty shit. And um, Meth Drinker, one of the best bands to ever fucking do it. And this song's called Desperation. This is about Winnipeg. 
You know what I mean? It's about Winnipeg. It's about being in a relationship you know you shouldn't be in, working at a job you don't like, and it's minus 35 outside, and it's January 12th, and you got four more months of this shit, and then you got summer, and you're going to be working through all of that. You maybe get two weekends off in the summer, and then it's winter again, and it just doesn't stop. It just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And where do you get rest, huh? Where do you get rest from the grind? Where do you get it? Where does anybody get rest from the daily, daily grind? You get it from sports. And you get it from art. That's where you get it. That's where you take your time out. You watch the Jets play. Yeah! We did it! Fuck yeah! Or you put on a good movie. You read a good book. You go to an art show. You go to a band. You see a concert. You listen to some tunes. That's all art. You know that? That's all art. Netflix, that's all art. 90% of Instagram, it's all art. Every fucking tune you hear when you crank the radio, that's art. Which this city is donating zero dollars to. That's not important. That's not important to this city. This city thinks you should go to work, work your job, go home, eat some food, and then just sit there in silence with your evening. Don't read a book. Or just read the stuff you already have. We, we don't want to make new stuff. None, none in Winnipeg. We don't want to make new things. Scott Gillingham doesn't, he doesn't read, so why should you, you know? Who gives a shit about a sculpture? Sculpt, sculptor? Sculpture. Who gives a shit about a sculpture? Who gives a shit about some art piece? Who cares about that? We should drive down Portage and it should just all be gray and concrete. Maybe plant a tree or two that'll die because it's in the city. But who needs art? Who needs to look at that? Who gives a shit? Murals on the side of buildings? Why? Just paint them gray. It's a building. Why would you have a mural there? Who gives a shit about looking at a mural on the side of a building? It's a building. Just painted gray. Buildings should be gray. Nice and gray. Maybe white. Maybe we could paint it a fun color. You know? Like off-white. I'm with Scott on this one. Why would we, why would we have a mural? Why would we do that? These graffiti artists, they're not doing anything for anyone. You know what I mean? They paint little pictures. We didn't we don't want that. That that building is supposed to be gray. That bridge in that alley, that's supposed to be gray. We don't want that. We don't want your little pictures on there. Your little design with your bunch of colors. Don't do that. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. All right? Documentaries and stuff like that. No one even wants to watch a documentary. Not about Winnipeg. Not about Manitoba. Not about living here in this city. Nobody wants that. We want to see... Um, I, I want to know what's going on with the celebrities in Hollywood. What are they doing? You know? And and the thing is, that's already being made in Hollywood. So we don't have to spend money on, on, on film. You know? Or TV. 
and comedy. No one, no one's laughing anymore. You want comedy? You can watch Joe Rogan podcast. You know what I mean? You can watch Brendan Schaub. Brendan Schaub's got a special. It's really funny. You should go check it out. It's called Gringo, and it's called You'd Be Surprised. He's got two, and they're really, 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 really funny. You should go watch Brendan Schaub. N- nobody in Winnipeg is as funny as Brendan Schaub. Okay. So why would we donate money to the arts when we've already got Brendan Schaub? You know what I mean? We don't need to donate money to the arts. We really don't. I don't know what the fuck you artists keep bitching about. You got Brendan Schaub. You got it all. Anyways, that's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, You guys have been great. I've been ranty today. It's been preachy and ranty. But you know what? Hey, it's episode 46. And I'll be doing this shit till I'm 90. So get ready for more rants and more preaching. I don't give a fuck. I love you. And I'll see you in hell. I go to work. I punch a clock. I do the same thing day in and day out. I punch out at nighttime. I go home. I start drinking. And I keep eating eating the downers. And then I hit the, my dad's medicine cabinet. And I pop more downers. And, and before you know it, I'm, just, I'm in a slump. I figured, fuck it, I don't care. Who the hell cares? You know, everything closes in on you at once? Everything. If it's not the wife, it's the kid. If it's not the kid, it's the